95.3 DNH Dancing with a Stranger here on a Thursday morning. Hi, I'm Adam Owens. It's the DNH Morning Show Thursday edition, so we'll do Taste Test Thursday. My guest this morning is Devin George. Devin, good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm very good. Devin comes to us from, uh, where do, what's your hometown? Where do you live? Homestale. Oh, okay. Right down the street here. Yeah. Uh, Devin is an environmental educator at Lackawack Sanctuary. Yep. Uh, we're going to talk about what that means. You are an entomologist. Am I saying it right? Yes, you are. I Don't ask me to spell it. No, okay. I would never. <laughs> so you, st- in insects, am I right? Yes. Okay. All right. Entomology is the study of insects. And mm-hmm. that's a little creepy. Some people find it creepy. It's yeah. not actually, but it's like, it, well, let me ask you, is it a little like creepy crawly or what? It is a little creepy. It's one of the reasons I do it. I like to have it be exciting. Well, okay. And is this, are insects like a lifelong interest of yours? They're not. Environmental science is a lifelong interest of mine. And when I found out the connection that insects had to the environment, I decided that it was a really good path for me to study. Okay, I'm into it. Uh, I'd love to, I can't wait to learn a little more about this. Let's start sort of at square one, though. Did you, you're in Honesdale now. Were you always in this neck of the woods? Yep, I was born right at Wayne Memorial Hospital. Right. Um, I grew up here. <laughs> uh, I went away for college. I went to the University of New Hampshire and studied environmental science. Okay. Uh, oh, so, and so, so by college, you knew environmental science was your jam. Yes. Okay. And uh, but that's kind of a big field, right? What's mm-hmm. like what what does that encompass? Things of farming, I guess, but also I don't know what. Uh, so my degree program was primi- primarily in environmental sustainability and conservation. So it had to do a lot with land management, uh, environmental pol- policy, environmental law. Oh, ooh, um, okay. Yep. So having a lot of information both on the science of environmental science but also how that can be applied to everyone's everyday lives. So was college like digging in the dirt and being outside or was it like yeah you know, like like studying up on law books or like a little of both? Um, it was a lot of being out in the dirt and being out in the wilderness and then bringing either samples or data back to a lab and doing a lot of lab work or uh-huh. data analysis. Okay, so so hands-on. Very, very hands-on. Very hands-on. Very yep. cool. And you like I mean you you're 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 comfortable the outdoors, you like the outdoors. This is a yeah. Yeah. Um, so when I was growing up around here, I spent a lot of time at Lackawack Sanctuary and other environmental organizations uh, had programs that I took part in. Uh, the Audubon Society. I was a, I was big in the Audubon Society while I That's lived in Honesdale. Bird, birds, right? That's birds. Okay, yes. Yeah, birds, okay, okay, <laughs> also a wonderful organization. Birds eat insects. They do. <laughs> I have a friend who studies that. Oh, really? Specifically the eating habits of insects of birds. Yep, oh, exactly. All right, good. Yeah. Uh, you know, there's a little. Ni- it feels like there's a little niche for every little type of science and yep. and, and study. Um, so so uh, University of New Hampshire, mm-hmm. uh, great school from what yep. I understand. Uh, and then you, you have a graduate degree as well, right? Yep. Uh, so after I graduated from University of New Hampshire, I went out to Indiana and I worked for Dow AgriScience uh, for wait, a wait, while. Da- where? What now? Dow AgriScience. Dow like Dow Chemical? Yep. Whoa. Big business. Yes. They also produce um, seeds and different crops that are able to combat insect attacks. Okay, sure. Yeah, Um, I've heard about sort of stuff like this. Yep. Uh, So I worked with them for a little while doing some field studies, and then I decided that uh, I needed to go get my master's degree, and that's when I went to the University of Delaware. Wow. Okay, so you did not just go like bang, 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 like a high school, college, graduate degree. You you, you took a minute in between to do some work, get get a little money, 
pay back the student loans, maybe something like yes, that. Exactly. Yeah. Are, so are you like in debt up to your ears, or what? Are you doing okay? Are you are you just going to survive this, or what? Um, I'm going to survive. Okay. It. Good. Good. Yeah. <laughs> uh, my guest is Devin George. Devin, it occurs to me you like me have two first names. I do. It's fun. There should be yeah. like a club or something. We're we're a club right here. High five. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, Devin. Um, so after graduate school, did, did they do they place you in a job, or do you have to go hunt down a job on your own then, or what happened? Uh, you have to go find a job. Uh, so I defended my thesis in September. You defended your now? Okay, okay. I kind of know what this means, defending a thesis, but it sounds like you know the octagon. Two graduate students enter. One really is that what it is? <laughs> That's what it feels like when you're in it. Um, but it's not two graduate students. It's a graduate student and then my committee. So it's three professors. So you you sort of your fine. It's basically your final project at graduate school. Your thesis, right? Yes. Um, you like your senior project in high school, except like way more involved. I'm sure. Right. Uh, and and costs a lot more. Anyway, so so you do the project and then you have to kind of present it, but you say defend it. What do you mean by that? So you do a presentation and then there's usually about a half an hour when so everyone in your department so the entomology department comes and watches you present and then they can ask you any question about your research and depending on how well you're able to answer those questions and defend your work and defend your research is is determines whether or not they think it's good enough for you to pass whoa you, yeah. you passed i did nice job Devin. <laughs> well done well done yeah that's okay so it sounds nerve-wracking it is oh and yes. the prep is like months and months and months of preparation right like all, a year yeah a year and then all for this one moment where just everyone's like yeah, well, tell us about this little detail. Oh, yes. Oh, That's exactly man. what it's like. <laughs> but it's only about a half hour of defense, or did it go on longer for you? It's about an hour. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Got, yeah, you must have been. Oof. <laughs> but once you do that, so, so, you're, so you, you, pa you passed, is that what you say? Mm -hmm. Okay, you got your graduate degree, uh, and you found yourself a job. Now, how, where, when, why? Uh, so I had been wanting to move back to the area, mm -hmm. um, and my family is still here. Um, and moving really far away during my gap year, I realized that this is where I wanted to come back to. Cool. Um, I really enjoy living here. and it's, it's great to be able to know that. It is, yeah. And uh, Lackawack Sanctuary just happened to have a job. I just graduated in December. I haven't been back long. Oh, like you just graduated. I just graduated. Oh, my gosh. You're fresh off the... Wow. Well, yes. nice. Congratulations. <laughs> Thank um, you. Nice. Okay. I got, I got you something for your graduation. Oh, thanks. We'll, we'll break it out a little later. Oh, okay. okay. So, okay. So, Lackawack had a job. Now, can we take a quick moment here and explain what Lackawack Sanctuary kind of is? Yeah. So, Lackawack Sanctuary and Biological Field Station. That's the full name? That's the full name. Okay. Um, is a 500 plus acre nature preserve right on Lake Wall and Paul Pack. Whoa. Um, and we have a 52 laker, <laughs> 52 acre uh, glacial lake. Glacial lake. Glacial pristine lake. So this is different. Yeah. This is a separate body of water from Lake Wall and Paul Pack. Yes, it is. Which, as I understand, is man made. Yes, it is. Right? Was it, or mm -hmm. it was, I guess, right? Yep. Um, okay, so this is a separate lake that was made by a glacier. So, like a big glacier comes slowly rolling through town, mm -hmm. you know, millions of years ago or whatever, mm -hmm. and what, tears up a chunk of land and leaves behind a big divot that fills with water? Yep, and also it's in a bit of a dip in the land to begin with. Okay. Uh, there's hills all around it, so it makes its own watershed. Uh, so like rain falls on the hills mm -hmm. and trickles down into this body of water in between all these hills. Exactly, and because there's no houses or any human development around it, it's a completely pristine lake. And That's so, what you mean. Yeah. So it's able to be a control for what a lake should be and how a lake will progress over time 
without any human interaction. So it's a really great source for researchers and people doing re research on lakes in the world, as well as climate change and all kinds of different stuff. So we have a lot of great researchers come in this summer. Do, do people like fly in work. from other countries to stand around in your lake kind of they thing? Well, not do. your lake. Not in, in the lake. Yeah. Okay. All right. On the edge of the lake or whatever. Yeah. So when you say pristine lake, it's actually, that's like a scientific term. Yes. Oh, cool. Mm -hmm. It's not just like a beautiful lake yeah. where you could set up a tent. But so, exactly. okay. So is this, so Lackawaii is, is this, this sort of 500 acres you said what did you say it's uh 500 plus wow. okay mm -hmm. so it's this big chunk of land yep. uh sort of preserved from development nobody's going to build a house there nobody's going to put a parking lot in there or whatever yep. um is it is it accessible to like me like me and my friends to come hike and check out it is it's open from dawn till dusk every day through the summer uh we have eight miles of hiking trails so nice. we have a lot of space that you can hike around um, and then we also have a bunch of public programs coming up. We have two coming up on Saturday. Uh, we have a volunteer day, which will be really fun. And then we also have... What, that's where everyone comes and like helps sweep the floors as a volunteer? Or is this like <laughs> how you get new volunteers in? Um, this is a way for us to get new volunteers, but also a way for people to earn volunteer hours, as well as meet other volunteers, because there's nothing better than meeting other people who love nature as much as you do. True story. True yep. story. So that's the volunteer day is this weekend? It is. It's ah. on Saturday at 10 a.m. Okay, cool. And uh, what is it? Lackawack.org website? Yep. L-A-C-A-W-A-C? -A -A yep. Lackawack. Do you know what the name means at all? Where did it come from? No? All right. That's all right. That's Sorry. No, it's okay. I should have <laughs> sent you that question in advance. Oh. My, my guest on Taste Test is Devin George. She is an environmental educator at Lackawack Sanctuary. So, okay, based on what you sort of just told me about there's volunteers, there's this space of land, there's a pristine lake, I can kind of have a little glimmer of a picture of what your job as environmental educator is all about. Can you expand on it a little bit, though? Yeah. So Jamie Rieger, the other environmental educator, and I uh, will bring programs to schools. Um, we bring our own, uh, I don't want to call them props because that makes it sound like we're a theatrical uh, company. <laughs> no, your uh, accessories. I don't know accessories, what. Accessories, yeah. yeah, yeah. Our, our educational accessories. Uh, so we'll bring things like skulls and furs and different activities into schools. And then that's usually coupled with a field trip that the students will go on to Lackawac. Nice. Uh, where we teach about watersheds. We teach about water quality. Uh, we do a wonderful program with the high schools uh, where they get to design their own mini research question uh, that they Ooh. can that they can uh, investigate. Scientifically follow up on. Yeah, nice. exactly. So it gives them an opportunity to really see what's actively doing science feels like. Yeah. Uh, cool. And most importantly, I run the summer camps. Summer camps? Mm-hmm. Oh, very cool. So very nature-oriented summer camps, I would guess. Yes. Okay. Uh, what's on tap for the campers this summer? I mean... Uh, so we have a couple different programs. Um, they're available for ages 5 to 14. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry. Right. Uh, and we have uh, Creature Feature, which is all about the animals and the habitats that you can find them in, especially around Lackawack. We have forests and meadows and bogs and all kinds of stuff. Uh, and then we also have Earth Expressions, which is a art in nature program. Mm -hmm. uh, we have Eco Investigators, which is, again, asking questions about uh, the environment and kind of figuring out the answers on your own. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then we also have wilderness adventures where you can learn to put up a tent and oh, geocache. A little and, bit of survival, kind of. Yeah, yeah. Very cool. And so age range, again, is about 5 to? 14. We also have a high school uh, conservation leadership camp. And, uh, you know, this is a big question. I mean, does it cost? I'm sure it costs money to send a kid to camp. Mm -hmm. Are there, you know, is there financial aid available or is it pretty much DIY? Uh, there's a couple other programs that provide scholarships, um, but none directly through Lackawack. Okay, but there is there, there are some opportunities. And, and Lackawack can help point people in the right direction. Yes. So, 
Uh, my guest, Devin George, is an environmental educator at Lackawax Sanctuary. You have an entomology degree. You, yes. got a, you, got a, you went and got a master's degree, lady. Way to go. Nice job. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no easy task. So so the work you do certainly involves insects, I would say. Yes. Um, but I'm hearing there's a lot of other stuff, too. There's mammals mm -hmm. living out there. There's, there's probably some fish or some amphibians in the pond or the lake, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah. you... Um, you sort of you have a focus in your life on insects. Mm -hmm. um, it, the word is not insectology, Adam. Say entomology. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, I'd love to talk a little more about specifically about insects and yeah. try not to get myself too creeped out. <laughs> but but we'll see what happens. And then you brought you brought food in. I did. Does it have insects in it? Maybe. Oh my god, he's <laughs> serious. Okay, all right. Devin George and I will be back as Taste Test Thursday continues here on DNH. <laughs> We know the legal drinking age is 21, but did you know that teenagers' brains are not developed until age 25? A person who begins drinking as a young teen is four times more likely to develop alcohol dependence than someone who waits until adulthood. We also know that teens whose parents view underage drinking as unacceptable and who hear the message from their parents are less likely to drink compared to their peers whose parents are more lenient about alcohol use. We need to make sure teens get the message that it's best to play it safe and party alcohol-free so that a milestone celebration is remembered for all the right reasons and not because it ended in tragedy. Find out more at drugfree.org and thank you for not providing alcohol to teens. Call the Wayne County Drug and Alcohol Commission at 570-253-6022 for more information. At Woodlock Springs, our doors are always open for friends and neighbors, new and old. It's a place where the trip is short, but the drives are long, where practice makes perfect and palling around with the pros is par for the course. At Woodlock Springs, it's not just about golf. It's a lifestyle. It's a warm community. It's about friends and family coming together. Our doors are open, so come be a part of the Woodlock Springs family with our 2019 membership drive. At $1,295, our regional memberships are designed for the avid golfer looking to practice and play. And there's limited benefits, but full course access. There are no initiation fees. Access to our 15-acre practice facility with PGA professionals on staff, along with the full Woodlock Springs lifestyle, inspired dining, and state-of-the-art sports complex. There's so much waiting for you through the doors at Woodlock Springs. So come join the family. Visit woodlock.com golf to learn more. It's time once again for the premier business event in Wayne County. You're invited to the Wayne Economic Development Corporation's annual dinner to be held on Thursday, May 9th. This year's keynote speaker will be Neil Weaver, Executive Deputy Secretary of the Pennsylvania Department of Community and Economic Development. Neil will speak about the programs and policies developed at the state agency to spur economic growth and job creation and how they relate to businesses on the local level. All are welcome to attend. Don't miss Wedco's annual dinner on May 9th at the Hotel Anthracite, 25 South Main Street in Carbondale. General reception begins at 6 p.m. with a buffet dinner at 7 p.m. Call 570-253-5334 for reservations. That's 570-253-5334. The Wedco annual dinner is sponsored by Bold Gold Media Group, PPL Electric Utilities, Grim Construction, Pioneer Construction, The Dime Bank, Riley Associates, NBT Bank, Wayne Memorial Hospital and Wayne Memorial Community Health Centers, and Woodland Design Associates.
Taste Test Thursday is back here on this uh, Thursday, May 2nd. Good morning. I'm Adam Owens, host of the DNH Morning Show. Joining me for Taste Test Thursday this morning, Devin George from uh, Lackawack Sanctuary. She's an environmental educator. Devin, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for joining me. Are you uh, yeah, are you a morning, morning person by nature or what? Uh, I want to be, but my body doesn't. <laughs> Amen. Yeah, I know. I, under- I understand completely. Well, thank you for hauling in here this morning. Uh, we're talking about you are you are specifically an entomologist yep. uh, working as the environmental educator. So you've definitely got a slant towards insects in your life. I do. <sighs> okay. We'll start with the sort of easy questions. What makes an insect an insect? So what makes an insect an insect is uh, two main qualities. It has three body segments, a head, a thorax, and an abdomen, okay. and it has six legs, uh, of three pairs. Where, Which part of the body do the legs hook up to? Usually the thorax. Okay. Uh, it ha- An insect has an exoskeleton? Yep. Which is, it's like a, sh- it's like a shell like a crab might have, yeah? Right. It's kind an of? outer shell, and it's what it has instead of having a vertebrate. So instead of having a skeleton going through its body, yep. it's an invertebrate. So it has no internal structure. Right. So it's not like you're going to crack it open and find a spine and rib cage. Does it have, does it, in, on the inside, does it have distinct organs, like a, you know, a spleen or a stomach or whatever? Um, it has a distinct digestive tract, and it has within that several different. Uh, organs, but they're not quite the way that our organs work because they obviously eat things very differently than we do. So if I were to like dissolve the outside of an insect mm-hmm. and just look at the internal part, would it just look like a bunch of goo, kind of? There would be a lot of goo. Okay. Uh, insects. Is, there a, is there a name for the goo? It's called hemolymph. It is? Yes, There's it is. There's a name for it? Oh my uh-huh. God. Okay. <laughs> All right. What does the goo do? Uh, so the goo acts as... We can oh, call it hemolymph. I'm we sorry. We can call it hemolymph. All right. Okay. 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 Once I say the name once, I'm fine calling it goo. Okay. Because <laughs> uh, it is. Uh, it's very uh, runny, and it feels kind of like, almost like when you cut yourself, and it feels kind of like blood almost. It Ooh. has that same, like, texture, that fluidity. Okay. Um, and it acts as a, almost like blood, because they don't have a contained circulatory system. So they don't have any veins or a heart. Okay. They just have this hemolymph that everything kind of floats around in, and then that hemolymph circulates around their body. Okay. Do they need air to breathe? Most of them do. Okay. Um, not all of them. All right. Uh, the thing about insects is you can't really say ever, like, right. oh, There's all, always all kind insects. of yeah. an exception, almost. Exactly. Okay, all right. As a general rule, though, they, they are air-breathing? Yes, terrestrial insects are air breathing now, but there are insects that have gills this is going to sound really dumb they're animals right they fit into anim- animalia or whatever yes okay mm-hmm. now uh um what are they what are they sort of more closely related to that i would sort of know like are they are they closer to mammals or uh lizard reptiles you know um they're actually more closely related to like crabs and shrimp and other crustaceans oh okay well the exo kind of skeleton i can sort of see that yeah and when you actually fry up any kind of large spider or tarantula yeah to eat it kind of tastes like soft shell crab no so it has a lot of similarities you're joking i'm not (laughs) i love soft shell crab oh i might have found your new favorite food crap i got tarantula (laughs) so now tarantula is not an insect it is an arachnid is right it's a spider different different but like okay so what what, what, um millipedes and centipedes are not insects correct what what are they they're their own category okay all right so but Mm -hmm. but they're they're all i I lumped it all in as sort of creepy crawlies yeah i'm sure a lot of people a lot of people do do you get like upset when people kind of make that mistake or no you have to you have to be a little forgiving we're a little you know 
Um, so... I spent a lot of time learning this stuff. I don't expect people to just know it. All right. What else can you tell us that's cool about just insects in general? Like, uh, oh, the so this the, this this uh, exoskeleton they have. Mm-hmm. What if, I mean, why don't we... I would I would hate to encounter like a five foot tall insect in the wild. You know, am I ever going to encounter something that big that's an insect with this sort of exoskeleton? Uh, not in our lifetime. In prehistoric times, it worked, uh, but it doesn't anymore. Uh, just because their exoskeleton, the chitin that it's made of. The what now it's made of? It's made of chitin. Can you spell that? C-H-I-T-I-N. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Is, is that like the, the stuff my fingernails are made of or something different? It's similar. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so I wouldn't stuff, say it's exactly the same. Certainly, right. So, so the so the chitin that they're made of. Uh, once you get it up to that large of a size, yeah. um, a lot of the things that keep their bodies going don't really work as well. Um, it's like building a house without any support beams. Because oh. it's all on the outside, it wouldn't be able to get that large because it would collapse on itself. But at small scale, it, it works. But on at small scale, it works fabulously. Uh, largest insect that we'll find in the world these days is about how big, maybe like... Five or six inches. Yep, um, about five six inches. Um, it's a titan beetle. It's not found in America though, so okay. you're you're gonna be a okay. All right, all right. <laughs> okay. So now there's this whole thing that uh, comes up when you start talking about insects. Uh, <clears throat> insects as food. Yep. This is a thing, huh? It is, and it actually has a very fancy name. It's called entomophagy. Entomophagy. Mm-hmm. What? And that means what? Like eating bugs or insects? I'm sorry. Yep. Ento <laughs> uh, breaks down to uh, meaning insect, and phagy is to eat. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Cupcake phagy. <laughs> Donut phagy. There you I go. I can play this game all day. There you okay. go. Okay. You have to say it in Latin. <laughs> oh, no, I don't. Know. I don't know what the Latin yeah. for donut is, but anyway, I'm sure someone out there can help us. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, ento. Entomophagy. 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 The, mm-hmm. the eating of insects. Now, uh, is by this, humans. By yeah, by, right. By humans, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, other animals all over the world for all of time have eaten insects right. for a variety, right? But people eating insects. This has got to be like a rare thing. Like nobody, not many people do this, right? Uh, it's actually not very rare. It's rare in the United States. Okay. But about eighty percent of the nations in the world eat insects regularly as part of their diet. Eighty percent. Eighty percent. Isn't that crazy? Regularly, not just yeah. like a, oh, let's go out for like grasshopper <laughs> night, like on a reg on the regular. On a regular basis, and there are a thousand to two thousand species that are eaten worldwide. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, okay, sell, sell me on this a little bit, because I'm not buying it. Okay. <laughs> Tell me, like, is this really going to be, is it good for me? Like, does it taste okay? Is, is there protein in these things? Yeah, it's really good for you. Um, they're very high in protein. They're very flavorful. They're very fatty, and most insects they're have... They're fatty? They're fatty, no yeah. No kidding. Well, a lot of the insects that are eaten are what we would call worms or larvae or maggots, and those are the... Uh, uh, okay, all right, okay. I'm sorry, I'm hanging in stay, there. Stay with me, all right, I promise I'll, it gets better. No, I'll hear, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Uh, and those are the uh, the young phase of insects. It's not their adult phase. Okay. And so during that phase, they need a lot of fat. Oh, to survive and grow. Right, and to grow. Oh, so exactly. we can take advantage of that by chowing down on them at that particular point in their life. Exactly. And they're also very rich in amino acids and uh, calcium, iron, zinc, all kinds of things that make them good for you. So why are we not eating more insects? Is it just the creep out factor? Is that pretty much it? Yeah, it's 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 very cultural why we don't eat insects. Um, and in the future, it's kind of being cited as the food of the future. There's a lot of, it's been coming up in a lot of movies. Um, I don't think this is a spoiler to say that it came up in Endgame. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. I, I was going to say, have you seen Endgame, by the way? I have. Okay, no spoilers, but... And it, and Timofeji does come up. That's dope. So keep an eye out okay. for that. I got very excited. What was the, the movie? Theater. Some sci-fi movie I saw, Snowpiercers, this sort of sci-fi about this train, and it turns mm-hmm. out they're making these bars of food out of, like, roaches, basically. Exactly. And it also comes up in uh, Blade Runner oh, 2049. Oh, wow. Ooh, good one. Yeah. Dang. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's, you know... I, when you look at it on paper, it actually seems to make a lot of sense. They're yeah. High in protein, and there's fats, there's amino, there's all the right stuff. They're super easy to like grow. I expect, right? Like, right. If you want to grow a bucket of bugs, it's probably not that hard. It's not. So the the amount of increase we're having in world population, we're mm-hmm. going to need to increase or almost double our food production Whoa. by 2050. And a good way to do that is to grow insects. Uh, they have a much higher food to uh, protein conversion rate. Right. The sort of output you get is a lot better ratio to the input uh, energy slash food products you feed them. Right. Is that that right, approximately? Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. Uh, So they have um, a diet, when they're fed a diet of equal quality, um, they're able to have a food conversion rate, which means they're able to take water, air, space, and food yep. and convert it into stuff that we can eat yep. uh, twice as efficiently as chickens, wow. uh, three times as efficiently as pigs, and four times that of sheep, and six times higher than cows. <sighs> okay. Yep. Um, and also, because they can be grown in such a small, tight space, it opens up all of these different opportunities for urban growing, which means that your food will be able to be grown a lot closer to you as cities get bigger and bigger. Yep. Okay. I mean... (laughs) Am I selling you on it? I don't know. Again, on paper, it's perfect. On paper, it's like, well, this is a genius plan. Boom, problem solved. But in reality, like, I I don't know. I don't know if, you know... Change change is inevitable. Change Mm -hmm. comes to everything. Um, But it can happen slowly sometimes. I could, I don't know. I don't know. I can, I can see, you can see it happening a lot better than I can see it happening, I think. Mm-hmm. But you have a better perspective on this stuff than me. Uh, Devin George is my guest. She's an environmental educator at Lackawax Sanctuary. You brought food in, huh? I did. All right. I'm going to come over to the kitchen table here. We'll, we'll split the mic between us. Good. Okay. These, hang on. These are, these are insects, huh? Yes, they are. All right. What do we got here, lady? All right. So. I don't know. I don't know. What did I sign up for here? No, I'm into <laughs> it. I'm, I'm game. I'm game. Uh, so I ordered you some chips. Uh, they're kind of like Doritos. Well, I like Doritos. There you go. But they're made of crickets, ground up crickets. Uh, oh, so, so I'm not actually looking at the cricket. No. Oh. No, no, no. All it's, right. I, it's oh. like protein from the crickets, but in a chip. Oh, you know. Okay. All right. Uh-huh. We'll start there. That seems safe because I'm not yeah. actually looking at, a, at an insect. It's exactly. just, look, this looks a bit like a nice Dorito. Hang on. Let's get a couple of them out. We'll take a nice little picture for the Facebook page. Click. Okay, all right. And what, what flavor we got here? This is a... Sriracha. Oh, yeah, I'm on board. Yeah. Okay. A little spicy, first thing. Crunchy, salty, spicy. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it tastes like just about any other sort of, like, health food store, you know, chip that I've ever had. Yeah. It's good. It's crunchy. I don't taste any cricket. <laughs> I mean, right? Is it... Let's look at the ingredients list here. Corn sunflower oil, cricket protein. Mm-hmm. No kidding. So they literally grind up crickets. Yep. Like whole, the whole thing? Whole thing. Well, they dry them out first. One cricket per chip says, are you serious? <laughs> 
If you have crustacean shellfish allergies, you may also be sensitive to crickets, says the yes. bag. Interesting. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, you said they're actually kind of related to crabs and shrimp and lobsters a little bit. Insects. They, they share some material, something. Right. They share a lineage. A lineage. Good. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, that was that you was totally <laughs> totally bearable. No problem. Um, right. Okay, what else we got? And also, just real quick, my favorite detail about the chips is that they're called Chirps. That's the brand name. So if you want to try them out, they're called Chirps. Chirps. That's like how Coach <laughs> Z would say chips from Homestar Runner way back in the day. I, exactly. Is that lost reference? You got that? No, I didn't. All right, it's okay. Okay. <laughs> I tried. All right. Um, what's next? Now we're getting into some actual insect territory here. Or right. It looks like a, a bug, right? It is. Okay. Yep. So uh, these are just roasted crickets. Um, and they were tossed in a flavoring, so they're sour cream and onion crickets. I like sour cream and onion. Same. Okay. So these are meant to be eaten like a snack. Um, so they kind of have a taste, almost like you're eating popcorn. But like I said, they're high in calcium, protein, uh, all kinds of good stuff for your body. These, oops, oops, where'd my camera go? These look distinctly like insects. Like this yes. is clearly an insect in my hand. <laughs> it is not hopping around. I mean, okay. Uh, Generally speaking, when people eat insects, when people engage in entomophagy, mm -hmm. are they eating live insects or are they eating them once they've been like prepared or dead? Right. They're eating them once they've been prepared. Okay. Um, and they're usually use, prepared in all kinds of ways. They're roasted, they're stir-fried, they're tossed in oil and fried. So there's a whole bunch of different ways that you can prepare an insect. <sighs> all right. These are... Uh... <laughs> these are okay. Um... These are, these are, <laughs> I'm eating them. Mm -hmm. Um, they're crunchy. Yeah. They're dry. Like they're not gooey at all. No. Right. <clears throat> um, the, the sour cream and onion flavors is there. It's not like the sour cream and onion, oniony-est thing I've ever had, but. Yeah. Crickets. First ingredient. <clears throat> crickets. <laughs> ingredient number one. And you know, they have to put the sort of most plentiful ingredient top of the list. Mm -hmm. Crickets. Yep. <sighs> Seven grams of protein per serving. Mm -hmm. You know, again, I gotta say, on paper, this stuff looks really. This is there's good stuff. This is good, you know, quality. This is okay. Hang on, aftertaste. Oh. A little shellfishy. Oh really? To be honest, yeah, okay. I gotta say, a little yeah. shellfishy. Okay. All right. I mean, it wasn't terrible. I'm still alive. Yeah. I think part of it is that um, it's a company that makes insects putting sour cream and onion flavoring on it. I think if maybe Doritos got oh. on board, it would maybe taste a little bit better. You know what? Right. Because they, <laughs> they pay people a lot of money to come up with their sort of flavor Flavors. powders or whatever. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Just load it up with some MSG. Well, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I okay. think we need a better coating and they'll be a little bit better. That's actually a pretty good point. Like they're sort of an insect company first almost. And mm -hmm. that's a very good point. Okay. Yeah. But still... I mean, I don't know how to say Not Certainly not terrible. Mm -hmm. And there are a lot of markets online where if you wanted to try out entomophagy, this is, these are from Entolife, um, which is available on Ento Market online. Okay. Uh, the chips I got from Amazon. Really? Um, yeah, you can order insects on Amazon. All right. Uh, and then there's also a really great company in California called Rocky Mountain Micro Ranch. Oh my gosh, mm -hmm. I can just see it now. It's the cutest website you've ever seen. I, I bet, I bet. <laughs> yep, uh, and so there, those are all places where you can order insects. All right, what else we got? Okay, and then the last thing I actually made for you uh -huh. is uh, avocado toast. Hey, I like yeah. avocado toast. Um, so with um... <laughs> with mealworms on top. All right. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. So this this looks like what I would feed my like if I had a pet lizard or something. Yeah, it does I would go to the, look I would like go that. to the pet store and buy a pile of these things, right? Mm -hmm. Wait, smile, say cheese, or say you know I don't know what entomophagy. Okay. <laughs> All right. So this is avocado. This is a piece of whole wheat bread toasted, avocado mashed on top, and then sprinkled liberally with. 
Mealworms. Meal mealworms. What is yep. a what is a mealworm? It, it's a it's a juvenile what? Meal moth. Meal moth. Yep. So left unchecked, these things will turn into little flying grubbers. Yep. Uh, meal or, moths are actually moths. really small, um, and you can if you like abandon your house, you can maybe come back and find them in your in your pantry. Oh, they turn up. Oh, I know mm-hmm. the ones. Oh, yeah. really? So that's what I'm about to be eating here. Uh-huh. And I put a little salt and pepper on oh, there good. for like you too. Little yeah. S and P, the choice yeah. for me. I like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, a quick question. So moths are insects. Yes. Are butterflies? Yep. Moths okay. and butterflies are um, very closely related. Sure. Um, and they both have this larval stage, um, which is actually one of the most popular uh, entomophagy dishes: is ah. butterfly and moth larva. Okay. So around the world, you're saying this is this stuff is what is most often eaten, eaten, <laughs> eaten uh, when people are eating insects. Yes. Okay. It depends kind of culturally, but most sure. of the time. Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay. I think this is the toasty side. <laughs> okay. okay, all right, fair enough. Okay, I'll, I'm going to, okay, hang on. Let's, like, Can I, we take a picture? Yeah, I actually <laughs> totally want you to take a picture. All right, there you go. Okay. Ah. Uh, uh-huh. <laughs> what a weird job. You have, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> well, now you have it too. So. That's okay. <laughs> Do you, so when you have like kids come for camp, do you run them through this stuff too? Um, it's going to depend on who is there and who right. has what allergies. <laughs> oh yeah, sure. Uh-huh. Um, but if I can, I'm going to try to work a little bit into some of the camps. So if you come to one of my camps, you might be able to eat a bug. So overwhelmingly I taste toast and avocado. I don't taste a lot of insect here. There it is a go. little extra chewy, I would say. Okay. That's about all. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, it adds a little crunch. It does add a little crunch. Mm-hmm. Okay. And they're kind of, they have kind of a nutty flavor. Like yeah. it almost, it almost reminds me of eating like roasted, uh, like pistachios or something. They kind of complement the avocado toast, honestly. I mean, it's, yeah. you know, it's pretty, okay. All right. So mm-hmm. we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to go drink a whole bottle of water. No, I'm <laughs> joking. I'm joking. When we come back, Devin, George, and I will uh, taste what I brought in. I'm not normally the baking type. But I baked you something. <gasps> yeah. Excited. It's gonna be good. And there, there are no, there are no insects in it that I know of. Oh darn. No, it's okay. All right. Okay. Hang on. We'll be right back on Taste Test Thursday here on 95.3 DNH. When flavor and freshness matter, think the 507 Country Store. Hi, this is Chef Melissa, and soups on at the 507 Country Store. Try our daily homemade soups, handcrafted from scratch, using only the finest ingredients. It makes a tasty addition to one of our made-to-order handcrafted sandwiches featuring our quality slow-roasted meats and hand-breaded chicken. Or pair it with our new crusty German imported bread that's GMO-free, low yeast, and is baked to order. We offer free delivery for orders $25 or more, 10 to 4 daily, within a 5-mile radius. For an easy and delicious meal, try some of our slow-cooked pasta sauces, paired with our fresh frozen raviolis and pastas. And then there's our amazing imported cheeses and meats too. And don't forget to take home some of our scratch-baked goodies from our specialty cake slices to our decadent muffins, delicious cookies, and fresh pastries. When flavor and freshness matter, it's the 507 Country Store. Route 507, Tafton. Are you tired of your dentures? Do you find they flop around in your mouth when you speak, stick to the roof of your mouth, or even make you gag? Now you can bite, taste, chew, laugh, and speak with no worries with Snap-on Dentures at Honesdale Family and Implant Dentistry. Snap-on dentures are different than traditional dentures. They are anchored to implant posts, making them more stable. They don't cover your palate, and they won't slip or slide when you eat or speak. 
And even better, you will actually be able to eat and taste the delicious foods you've missed, like steak and corn on the cob. You'll have more confidence, find them easier to maintain, and they'll improve your quality of life. If you're interested in restoring your teeth with dentures but don't like the discomfort of traditional dentures, Snap-on Dentures may be a good fit for you. Give me a call, Dr. David Boldish, at Honesdale Family and Implant Dentistry today for a complimentary consultation. 570-253-0715, located at 1325 North Main Street, Honesdale. Wondering what weight loss surgery at Wayne Memorial Hospital is like? Listen to Trish Davis of Honesdale. She's maintained a weight loss of 115 pounds since her procedure more than 16 months ago. Having the gastric sleeve procedure at Wayne Memorial Hospital with Dr. Lisa Medvitz was the best decision I've made to gain my health back. The team at Wayne Memorial Hospital have been with me every step of the way. From appointments with the dietitian and monthly support group meetings, the program has helped me succeed on this amazing journey. See how our weight loss surgery team can help you. Attend a free seminar with Dr. Medvitz on May 22nd, 6 p.m. at Wayne Memorial Hospital. Let us know if you're coming. 570-253-8390. Wayne Memorial Health System. Your forecast is up next on 95.3 DNA. It's being brought to you this morning by Lake Run Learning Center, the best investment for your child's success at 23 Roosevelt Drive in Hawley. Call them at 570-226-4680 or go online to lakerunlearningcenter.com. Details on the weather up next. When Lily was five, she was having fun learning about insects. The caterpillar turned into a pretty butterfly. Lily didn't know that the person who studied insects is called an entomologist or that someday she could be a biologist. She was just having fun. Hi, this is Jennifer Miller, owner and director at Lake Run Learning Center. At Lake Run Learning Center, we help children discover the joy in learning by engaging their interests and curiosity through play. We focus on their social skills and emotional needs, the essential skills which form the foundation for all other learning. We offer small class sizes, which allows us to give each child individualized attention. We work together with each family to provide the best possible learning environment for their child. We are currently taking applications for summer and fall enrollment for preschool and kindergarten children. Call us at 570-226-4680 or visit us online at lakerunlearningcenter.com. Lake Run Learning Center, the best investment for your child's success. 23 Roosevelt Drive, Holly. Lake Region weather. We'll get a cloudy day today, a slight chance of a shower this morning. Showers and maybe even a thunderstorm possible this afternoon. High temperatures today reach 70 degrees. Tonight down to about 50 overnight. Clouds and a chance of evening showers. Clouds for Friday, a continued chance of a shower with highs in the low 60s. Saturday mostly cloudy, chance of showers, highs in the mid 60s. Sunday clouds, chance of showers, highs in the mid 50s. And outside our studios right now, it's 54 degrees. Gets me out. Here we go. It keeps me going all through the workday. Excellent. 95.3 DNH. All right, we're back for the final segment of Taste Test Thursday. My guest this morning is Devin George, who uh, lives right here in Honesdale and works at Lackawax Sanctuary as an environmental educator. Devin is an entomologist, studies insects. Uh, insects kind of tremendously important to life on earth too it occurred to me recently that you know like what is it uh bees are bees are insects yeah yes. uh po- pollination and all that definitely 
right? Um, uh, and insects, as it turns out, could be and are a viable food source for like a lot of people. Um, I had a question about this, Devin. How do vegetarians feel about eating insects? Uh, vegetarian vegans are usually pretty split about it. Uh, usually if you're a vegetarian or vegan because it's a more sustainable option for the planet, you're all in favor. Of insects. Of okay. eating insects. Yep. Uh, but if you're not wanting to eat anything that's ever been alive, then obviously right. you're against it. Okay, okay. But for, uh, on the sustainability front, uh, you know, pound for pound, acre for acre, however you want to split it up, insects are remarkably viable for food production. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little creepy crawly. Just a little bit. But I'm still here. You know, I didn't. I didn't. You know, I didn't get too skeeved out. But it's just. It's kind of. It's just overcoming like your. You know, the cult. The cultural thing that's been kind of beaten into us that these are creepy crawlies. Um, uh, approximately, like, how many insects are on the planet? A big question. Uh, so a recent study found that about 200 million insects for every one person here on Earth. What? Yeah. All right, let's start eating. Yeah. <laughs> we, we got work to do, friends. Oh, my God. 200 million per person? Per person. <sighs> Man. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, now I'm really creeped out. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. Um, uh, Devin, you are... Uh, uh, going to be gearing up for quite a summer at Lackawack Sanctuary because Lackawack, op is, is Lackawack open year-round or is it summertime only? Lackawack is open year-round, but in the summer it's open from dusk till dawn and all the trails are open. And and summertime also comes with uh, camp season at Lackawack, right? Yes, it does. So uh, are applications being accepted for campers now or is that all said and done? Yep, registration is open now. You can go to lackawack.org and you can find all of the information about our different summer camps, ages 5 through high school. Yep. Uh, and also all of our public programs can and be found on Lackawack. Are you like one of the camp leaders? Like how does, what's your position within the sort of the camp structure? I am. I'm the summer camp director for the yo, day camps. Yo, yeah. cool, fun. Okay, so obviously you like kids. I do. Okay, insects and kids. That sounds like a, that sounds like a fun day for a lot of kids actually. Oh yeah, it's going to be a good time. Sounds like there's a lot of fun stuff happening at Lackawack. Lackawack.org. All right, Devin, uh, final part of Taste Test Thursday. I bring something in to share with the guest. Uh, usually it's junk food or dessert of some kind because I don't know what, that's just, that's just me. Yeah. So I did a little baking. I'm going to come back over to the kitchen table here. Here we go. <clears throat> okay. Are you familiar with pineapple upside down cake? Yes. Do you like it? I do. Okay. Check out what I made. I love any dessert with fruit in it. <gasps> Those are beautiful. Look at these little picture perfect miniature pineapple upside down cakes. Very well done. Am I the man? Or well, look at that. Yeah, I'm so beautiful. proud of myself. Yeah. Yeah. They're gorgeous. We take a picture of me. Okay, I want to do like a yeah, big thumbs up. I'm so proud of this. Like, yeah. <laughs> okay, so I got to tell you how I made these because this was super easy. Yeah. So I saw this little video on Facebook. You know, you just scroll through and you see like fast recipe ideas. You know, like they get pizza dough and they put sauce on it or whatever. It's like a quick, you know. So basically, you get a muffin tin. In the bottom of the of each muffin tin, you put a little melted butter. Then you put some brown sugar. Then you put a maraschino cherry. Then you put some crushed pineapple. You sort of build this up from the bottom up. You just layer all that stuff, and then you just pour cake mix on top of it and bake it for like 20 minutes in the oven. And they come out. They don't all look... Here, let me show you the rejects. These, these are the three... <laughs> I was wondering if these were the prettiest. These are the three prettiest. Okay. Yeah, hang on. Where'd my phone go? Let's take a picture of these sort of the non... Yeah, these didn't quite make the cup. They're still delicious, but they're, you know, less... Sort of a less uh, aesthetically pleasing version of the miniature pineapple upside down cake. Pineapple upside down cake is, as it turns out, delicious. Yeah. There's just something about, like, the brown sugar and the fruit all... So... 
Shall we? Yeah. Okay. Take your, your choice. Okay. That was one of the one of the prettiest ones. Uh, and here we go. Okay. Cheers. Thanks. Okay. Ah. Uh. Mm. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Yeah. That's very good. Tell good me. job. Mm hmm. Really? Yep. Very well baked. Mm. Very nice. I think it would be a little bit better with some crickets in it, but I think it's pretty. It's pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> Here, wait. Yeah, let's put some meal. I got one for you, girl. There um, you go. Boom, right thank there. Thank you. Uh, it'll add a little crunch. <laughs> yeah, like yeah, little texture. <laughs> so I, um, I added the the cake mix called for a cup of water. Mm -hmm. Instead of water, I used the pineapple juice that I drained out of the crushed pineapple. Okay. I also squeezed like a lemon in there to just kind of boost the flavor a little bit. Yeah. But I mean, for my money, it's all about this sort of browned pineapple sugar butter mixture on top yeah it's the perfect thing for the springtime oh yeah it's very summery and mm -hmm. very getting ready to get back into citrusy things yum yum <laughs> yum oh man now my fingers are a little sticky uh devin thank you for coming in thank you for having me this has been great my guest on taste test thursday this morning has been devin george uh, an entomologist and an environmental educator at lackawack sanctuary summer camp registration is open at lackawack um, give them a call or visit them online at lackawack.org to find out a little bit more. Devin, good luck out there. Thanks. Way to way to go. It, um, you're you're. I don't want. I don't want. I'm not going to ask you how old you are, but you are on the young side. Uh, you you you're do you're and you're already on a great track in life. So way to go. Like you're you, you know. You, do you like your job? I love my job. Way to go. Like yeah. that is a huge. That is at, at at any age. That's a remarkable thing to be able to say. So thanks for taking the time to come in this morning. Um, everybody at Lackawack, sorry Devin's late for work. <laughs> but it was for good, good, good reason. We had a lot of fun. Um, Devin, thank you for joining me this morning. Listeners, thank you for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow with the Friday edition of the DNH Morning Show. Till next time we talk, stay safe, be good to each other, cycle with traffic, walk against traffic. And if you are out there walking or working on the side of the road, thank you for wearing bright colors. There are plenty of ways to find an extraordinary home, but there's only one way that comes with a professional REMAX agent with years of experience and the tools it takes to make buying an amazing home simple. Don't worry, they've done this a million times. Visit the REMAXcollection.com to find your home and your agent now.